Welcome into episode five of the Cellar Dweller Podcast. This is one of the hosts, Colin King. I'm here with Donnie as usual. Donnie, how are we doing this week? You know, we're doing well. As you know, we're Wisconsin people, and it's October 31st, and it's snowing. You'll love to see that. And the Broncos won. Can't complain, Colin. Cannot complain. Well, I I don't have much to complain about at the second. But let's get into the news for the last week since our last episode, as there's a tear on my computer. Um... Well, we'll start with some sad news. Um, former NHL player Adam Johnson passed away in a hockey game playing over in the Elite Hockey League in England. Uh, he was playing for the Nottingham Panthers at the time. He went in to kind of make a little check down in the corner. And uh, another player by the name of Matt Petgrave, never heard of him, uh, skate came up and cut Johnson on the neck. Little bit of background on Adam Johnson. He played. Wow, this is hard to find. Uh, he is a. Nope, that is a freaking soccer player. I want the hockey player because uh, the name sounds familiar. He's from Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Uh, he played. Played at Minnesota Duluth. Uh, played in the USHL for the Sioux City Musketeers. I had a buddy who played for Sioux City, to be honest with you. Uh, he went to Duluth, where they lost in the fire, uh, Frozen Four. Uh, played in the AHL for uh, Pittsburgh for uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Uh, made his NHL debut in 2019. Yeah, now he's playing. Played one year in the show. Uh, played in the Swedish Hockey League. Was an AHL player in the 2020-2021 season. And played in the Dell last year and this year played in the uh, Elite ice, ice Hockey League over in England where he sadly passed away. Um, we've seen this kind of recently again with a player getting their neck cut by a skate uh, in USA Hockey and Hockey Leagues. I know Hockey Canada enforces that anyone under the age of 18 has to wear a neck protector. And it's kind of become a thing here in America where guys who think they're sick at hockey wear neck protectors. Mm-hmm. I think it looks stupid. Uh, does it do much? I don't know. I've never worn one. I don't like boys. <laughs> so I, I chose not to wear one, I think. And so. Yeah. No, it's sad. I mean, the guy that, I, I mean, it was a total freak accident that had to kill, that killed him. Now he has to live with that for the rest of his life. There's really nothing he can do about it. I mean, he's just playing the sport. No, I, I feel bad for the guy that ended up do like that did it. I mean, it must suck to have to live with that now. And, uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Johnson family and the rest of the hockey world right now is, I mean, it's always sad to see one of your own pass away. Yeah, no, but we're going to go into a little bit of hotter news as the Broncos beat the Chiefs this week. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever as they played Shake It Off by Taylor Swift after beating them as Taylor Swift was not in attendance. And I guess according to the media, that was the whole thing because they didn't win. But I thought that was pretty funny. But now... We're going to get into some trades. It's the trade deadline just ended today for the NFL. As there was also a very big blockbuster one on Monday night at like 1 in the morning before I was about to go to bed. As the 76ers sent Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Phillip to the Clippers for Marcus Morris, Robert Connington, Covington, Nick Batum, and K.J. Martin, an unprotected 2028 first-round pick and two second-round picks and a 2029 second 2029 pick swap, an additional first-round pick from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, 
Harden was not playing this year because he just wasn't liking the team. He didn't want to play. And then all of a sudden, right as the season started, he didn't want to do any training camp, any of that. He just shows up to the facility, wants to hop on the plane. They told him no, told him that he's going to have to fix his stuff, do training. And then uh, he finally got what he wanted. I mean, I'm not a big Harden guy, but that Clippers starting five is going to look very good. Yeah, and what is this, James Harden's third, fourth team? Since, like, 2021, yeah. it's He's been on a lot of teams. I don't know what's going on with him. but So, to me, does that prove he's kind of a locker room cancer? He is a very big locker room cancer. He's kind of giving me Chase Claypool vibes here. <laughs> well, I wouldn't even say that. I think it's a problem more in, like, the spectrum of basketball where you see guys think they're bigger than the game itself and putting on training, putting off training and you know, kind of being a teammate where basketball's kind of become a me over team culture. Uh, as Michael Jordan once said, there's no I in team, but there is a me motherfucker. I, it's kind of one of my favorite quotes. But, um, yeah, I think it's a problem that the NBA is going to be rearing its head around on this here in the next couple of years, seeing guys like Harden and some of those me guys getting dished around, trying to find the perfect spot for them because no one's willing to tell them, Hey man, get your crap together and get out there and you know be be a guy. They need a a Ted Lasso in this situation. If anyone's seen that show, uh, to come in and kind of preach the team mentality over the me mentality. Yeah, I mean, I I personally liked James Harden when he was younger. I mean, I still think of him as a top ten shooting guard of all time because he was he was just amazing on that explosive Thunder team. But we are gonna get back to basketball in a bit as we are gonna talk about the trade deadline for football. As we had Leonard Williams sent to the Seahawks for a 2024 second round pick, we had Contavious Street from the Falcons a 2025 seventh round pick and uh, Eagles 2024 sixth round as the Commanders ended up trading Montez Sweat to the Bears for a second round pick. Cardinals trading Joshua Dobbs to the Vikings for a 2024 sixth round pick. Vikings needed that with the horrific Kirk Cousins Achilles injury we saw on Sunday as Donovan's Peoples Jones gets traded to the Lions for a Browns 2025 sixth round pick as Rasul Douglas just got traded to the Bills for a Packer 2024 third round pick. As the Commanders, this is the big one out of it. They trade him to the 49ers for, I believe, what was it, a th- six-round pick? Third-round pick, Colin? Uh, Third-round pick. I mean, I, I believe Chase Young's a lot better than Montez Sweat, and uh, and he got less. they got less value out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things we saw last year with um, – well, with the Bears in general overpaying a second for Chase Claypool, now having to pay a second for Montez Sweat, who is arguably worse than Chase Young, and then they turn around and Chase Young goes to the goes to the Niners, who I have no idea where they're getting this freaking cap room for, uh, for Chase Young giving up a third for him, and I I think it's it's one of those situations where I feel like certain teams get better deals than other teams. But something I wanted to speak on real quick while you were really were talking, uh, the owner of the Redskins, uh, the Commanders, also owns the 76ers. And in the last, I think it was 24 or 36 hours, he's traded P.J. Tucker, Josh Harden, or James Harden, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and there was someone else in there. He also owns the Sixers, or the Sixers, the Devils, the Commanders, 
uh, Crystal Palace in the English Premier League and is a minority owner in Joe Gibbs Racing. So he's going around and dishing guys off his teams like crazy. He's just looking for them profit margins, I think. Yeah, and um, another couple that we didn't touch on is that McCool Hardman is back on Kansas City. Kind of sold the game away for the Chiefs on Sunday. But then Kevin Byard is also now a Philadelphia Eagle. I'm glad to see that he's on a good defense. But that, that 49ers team, they've been struggling. But maybe Chase Young will change that. I mean, that defense is already elite enough. I don't know what's happening with them. But, yeah, that's going to be an insane pass rush with Bosa and with Chase Young. Yeah, and I, I don't know if the defense has kind of been the issue over there. It's been, more been the offense with McCaffrey out and – some other guy, Debo, and some other guys over there, but Brock Purdy, yeah, not an elite quarterback. <laughs> you mean, uh, oh, I can't even think. Brock Fraudry. <laughs> no, I can't even think of the name of the Bears quarterback right now. Tyson Bajan. Yeah, Bage, Tyson Bajan Senior over there is <laughs> Brock Purdy. Um, yeah, I mean, deadline day for the NFL is usually more quiet compared to like the NHL or the NBA or the MLB it's yeah. it's not no not a lot of guys getting moved around a few more yeah. depth pieces i mean it's a good addition for the bears in a position they need is pass rush bad uh now we'll be playing opposite of Yannick Ngakwe who's a name that was kind of dominant in the late later half of the 2010s there with uh Jacksonville but we'll see i mean i mean Eberflus and Poles know their jobs around the hot seat especially with the performance on Sunday in the fucking past couple weeks and even the last year or so. So maybe hoping to steal a couple more wins, save their jobs. Um, I mean, now that we're on the topic of football, you want to just talk Bears and Broncos right now, get it out of the way? Yeah, we can. Um, as the Denver Broncos, as they beat the Kansas City Chiefs 24-9, to glad to see that those shit that those Swifties kind of shut up a little bit. So it was great to see that. Shifty, sh- shitty Shifties? What yeah, were you saying yeah, over there? Yeah, i a little bit. Don't need to call me out for it. But, yes, Denver wins 24-9 as the media really overreacted and said Denver really got gotten handed this win because of Mahomes having the flu. Look at MJ. Played a whole game with the flu. Dropped probably one of the best basketball games I've ever seen. Well, was it the at flu least- or was MJ hungover? I mean, I generally think that... Mahomes was hungover. I was talking to my dad about it. You get drunk easier in the mo- in Denver because of the evolution. I never knew of that. Yeah, it's why people on a plane will just be absolutely gone. Yeah. After like three drinks, it's the uh, elevation. It was all snowing there in Denver. It was pretty to pretty to see. It was really cold. I mean, that's the one thing that Denver has a home field advantage. Just why they beat. Tom Brady that one year with Brock Osweiler at quarterback. They beat that undefeated Patriots team. It was downpouring in snow. It was freezing. Snow, everything. They have not lost a snow game in their orange uniforms as they wore their orange uniforms on Sunday. I just saw that stat line. I thought that's pretty cool. Is um is Taylor Swift's next song gonna be called The Denver Snow? Because she uh <laughs> she uh she they her boy lost over there and you know, Zach Bryan's pretty popular and he has a song named Snow that uh he sung in the snow. In Denver at Red Rocks, so hopefully maybe, not a collab there. That would ruin the whole song. Yeah, that would ruin the song. But maybe Taylor Swift will rip it off because she needs to be the number one person talked about in the world all the freaking time. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that's for that game there, Donnie. Yeah, Mahomes throws two interceptions, no touchdowns, two hundred forty-one yards. Um, as the the last interception, that was kind of a flu. I mean, it was like fourth and twenty-two for Denver for Kansas City as they just tossed it up into double coverage. I would say mostly triple coverage, but then. 
the first the first pick um i believe uh i forgot who got that but it was an amazing interception um he's kind of a no-name quarterback that hasn't really played much but i mean he made the probably one of the best picks i've seen in a while out of denver but yeah no and then uh, we had a couple fumbles out of scantling mahomes fumbled mccall hardman fumbled and gave the broncos goal line opportunity as they scored to end the game but yeah no this denver defense is finally looking back as we expected to see all season as they forced all those five turnovers on the Kansas City Chiefs. But Russell Wilson, 114 yards, three touchdown passes. Again, not the greatest, biggest yard yardage game. I mean, but still, th- I'll take three touchdowns any day of the week. Javante Williams, 85 yards, another big just power run game out of him. Jerry Judy, a name I'm still surprised is the Denver Bronco, as I think the Broncos front office was kind of going to start tanking a little bit. And then you beat the crap out of the Kansas City Chiefs. You win last week, and they're like, holy cow, we may still have a chance. And I think they may, as I was looking at the schedule a little bit. But Jerry Judy, 50 yards, a touchdown. Corlin Sutton, 29 yards and a touchdown. Javante had another little, it was a little four-yard screen on the goal line. But I'm happy to see Denver finally broke the streak. I believe it was 2,964 days and eight years since the Denver Broncos have beat the Kansas City Chiefs, as that was Patrick Mahomes' first loss. As it was a great, it was a great thing to see. I don't care that Mahomes had the flu. If he really was that bad, they wouldn't have let them. They wouldn't have let him play. I mean, they were pumping him with IVs all Saturday night, and uh, I believe that if you're that sick, you can't play. Like Pat McAfee was talking about it. His ears were all plugged. He can't see straight. Yeah, I don't want to believe that one bit. They would have shown that. He looked fine in pregames, honestly. Yeah, I was watching videos of him in pregame. He looked perfectly fine. I get a game situation and a pregame si- different situation, but he's still hitting passes. If he couldn't see or hear right, he wouldn't have been playing. Well, and it, it's one of those things where the media and everyone will cover up the top players because it makes them look bad if they have a bad game because they talk about and make money off of, you know, talking about other people's great accomplishments and not their own. So Yeah, but, I mean... Good for Denver. Good win. Great for Denver. I mean, they still would not shut up about Taylor Swift. Uh, I can't remember how many times they showed the stat line when Travis Kelsey has Taylor Swift in attendance versus not between receiving yards. And it's actually kind of showed, which is kind of, I don't get that. I mean, mean, think about it. It's more of a home road split than it is a Taylor Swift in attendance split. Exactly. But holding probably the best tight end in the league, only 58 yards, and Mahomes only 241 yards and no touchdowns. Well, well, that's that's above the projection when Taylor Swift's there because it's only 49 yards when she's there. Yeah. So he still performed better. But, yeah, no, I'm not very happy about it. Like, I was so excited to wake up the next morning. Oh, I get to see all this good talk about the Denver Broncos. No, just from ESPN, everywhere, Fox, just excuses, excuses, excuses. Mahomes had the flu. Taylor Swift wasn't in attendance. I hope they realize I don't give two shits. But we will see how the Broncos do for the rest of the year as they have a bye next week as they got a big game coming up Monday night against the Bills in a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll move over to the, the, Shy, the Chiracians, uh, um, the Bears. <laughs> um, so they played the Chargers on Sunday night football. And, I mean, I'll just start from the top of the game, you know, the Sunday night football graphic, beautiful Carrie Underwood singing for us. And the graphics, a picture of Justin Herbert, which makes sense, and DJ Moore, which I'm looking at it, and I'm supposed to go, that's eh, supposed to be Justin Fields. He's just not playing today. Uh, they showed him, like, three times on the sideline uh, with his headset on and his pit vipers. Strange fashion choice. 
But I think they were Oakleys, but I lo- I think he looked kind of sick. I mean, wearing wearing Oakleys inside though, I didn't get that. But I mean, it was still kind of a I don't know. I kind of liked it. Not gonna lie, I kind of liked the vibe. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a swaggy dude. But um, uh, I can't think of the guy's name uh real quick. But we'll get into that real quick. But uh, Chris Collinsworth and is it Tarico Dan Tarico? Yeah, I believe so. The Sunday Night Football announcers, they were just loving talking about how great Tyson Bagent is and how he's going to replace Justin Fields. And I on Monday, I I listened to uh, the radio station out of Chicago, 670 The Score, and one of the hosts on The Score for the uh, Bernstein and Home Show, Dan Bernstein, absolutely lost it on air. He was talking, oh, the media wants this and talking about Bajan, he's the only backup quarterback in the world that they talk about replacing the starter, which is dumb because as you saw and he saw and I saw, Tyson Bajan cannot compete in the NFL. Yes, he threw for 232 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. They tried to get him a free touchdown at the one-yard line, and he still couldn't get it. So I think I think the Bears are just waiting for Justin Fields to come back at this point. They ruled him out for this week already yesterday, which to me, you don't rule someone out that early, but they ruled him out for the game Sunday. So, I mean, I'm going to watch, but it won't be, I'm going to watch the whole game like I do when Fields plays. I'm going to get bored out of my mind watching Tyson Bajan throw five yard outs to the near side of the field. Uh, the run game did not look the same. Deonta Foreman only had had nine carries for 34 yards. Roshan Johnson, a good, good guy to have back for the Bears. Uh, six carries for 21 yards. The rookie, who I think will probably be the starting back next year, him and Khalil Herbert are a good one-two punch. But it it's just teams are gonna stack the box because Bajan can't throw the football. Donnie, I think you have a stronger arm than Tyson Bajan. I I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I've only played quarterback and flag football, but you know, I I didn't want I didn't want to hype myself up and say I could throw a football better than Tyson Bajan. You're the one playing quarterback in college. So I, I I'll give yourself the hype. I would give yourself the hype. Yeah, yeah, all right, whatever. But he he's not a, he's not great. He's a backup quarterback. I'm glad he came in and won one game for the Bears, but I'm glad the hype's down now. Justin Fields come back. Bears, next year's the year. Fire the clowns, Eberflus, and Poles. Get some new guys in there. I'm a big fan. Hire Cliff Kingsbury, who was announced as the interim head coach at USC last week when uh, uh, their coach had something going on. So he was the head coach on Saturday for USC. But, yeah, uh, and the Bears' defense, as usual, looks weak as Justin Herbert throws 298 yards and three touchdowns. Both the Bears starting safeties, Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson, were hurt. And I'm starting to ask myself, why are these Bears defensive backs and the Bears players getting hurt so often? I think it's because Eberflus is too intense in practice. Uh, Austin Eckler, he's back. Uh, 94 yards receiving, one touchdown, 29 yards on the ground on 15 attempts. And I think Montez Sweat will be a good addition to the team. I think they need someone on the opposite side of him. Uh, I mean, I like Yannick Ngakwe kind of as a sub rusher, but hopefully uh, Sweat helps out and the Bears can draft or sign someone in free agency because Chase Young will be a free agent this year, as everyone knows. Uh, And I don't think the Niners have the cap space to re-sign him. They definitely do not. So maybe Young and Sweat will be back together, but in a Bears uniform. Yeah, no. Uh, Going back to your little practice thing, Jalen Johnson, they were having trade rumors today that he was going to get traded today. Um, they didn't last very long, but I thought I'd go with that. But um, anyways, 
I mean, why would little... you trade one of a your best young four-year-old yeah. corner who's playing as Collinsworth said? It's he's Collinsworth. That's his name, right? Yeah, yeah. Collinsworth said he's the announcer on Sunday Night Football, right? Correct. Okay. Said, oh, he's one of the best, playing like one of the best corners in football. He is one of the best corners in football. Why would you get rid of him? Who are the Bears going to spend money on? Like, they have all this money. Who are they going to spend it on? Give him a good deal. Keep him in Chicago. Yeah, and I also did see that about practice today, too. The Bears cancel it because they wanted to get their team's mind straight. I mean, I get it, but, like, they said that they had this plan to buy training camp. Like, I don't get why you plan a no practice that early to get your mind straight. Because they knew they were going to fucking suck because Matt Eberflus is still the coach? I mean, yeah, but you can't really think that as a GM of your own team. Well, he's an idiot, too. Yeah. All right. Well, we better move on before Colin breaks something in this room. Talking about the Bears per usually every week because they haven't been looking too good. But Buffalo barely sneaks out against Tampa Bay 24-18 on Thursday Night Football as Josh Allen had 324 yards passing. He looked really good. As Dallas beats down on the Rams, 43-20 to as Dak Prescott threw for four touchdowns. Looks really good there. I'm glad to see that he's doing a lot better. He gets a lot of social media hate. C.D. Lamb also had 158 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Vikings beat the Green Bay Packers as they get, yeah! they get to keep crying as they just traded away. Probably one of their best. I guess Jair is their best, but their secondary corner. But, um... As the Vikings beat him 24-10, Kirk Cousins had two touchdowns, 274 yards. I hope he has a speedy recovery. I hope to see him still back in a uniform. I don't think it's going to be with the Vikings next year, but I really do hope to see him in another uniform because I personally enjoy watching Kirk Cousins. If we, can, we, can we stop on that one real quick? We can. I, I, we, as we both live in Wisconsin, in the Fox Valley. Right now, what, we're a 35-minute drive away from Lambeau Field? Yeah, basically. I love to see the Packers lose. Oh, me but, too. It it is, but I would rather have the Packers lose every game than the Bears win a Super Bowl. Like, that's a pretty hot take. I I love seeing it. I feel bad for the Wisconsin women out there. I, I'm sorry that your husband beats you when the <laughs> Packers lose. Tell him to get his shit under control because we're gonna see a lot more Packers losing in the next. As long as Jordan loves the starting quarterback there in Green Bay. Yeah, I don't know if Packer fans. Some of them actually are couple of my buddies, if you're watching this, I appreciate you for finally realizing that the Packers are going through a rebuilding stage. They aren't this super team that they were for that many years with Rodgers. They are finally in a rebuilding stage, and some Packer fans cannot handle that. And It's just it's getting on my nerves. Oh, it, it, it's, it's not getting on my nerves. I love to see it because it just proves to me how idiotic they are. Yeah, it does show how idiotic they are as they think that they are the greatest, still one of the greatest teams they are. What do you mean? Every te- player on their team ho- is going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, especially Jordan. That Jordan Love guy, yeah, he got to back up Rodgers for a couple of years. Yeah, well, I think Tyson Bajant copies more Aaron Rodgers than Jordan Love does. Yeah, I, I think so, too. But Like, watch him throw. It's it's Sorry, sorry, back back to you. No, you're all good. You're all good. Keep going. Like, watching Tyson Bajant throw is like, I feel like Luke Getzey sat him down and was like, hey, copy Aaron Rodgers because like he does the stupid little Rodgers hop he, he like has his, his little arm slot too I yeah think. like and then like I've watched his college day. he does not look anything like that so and they even try to do it with fields at the beginning of the year and, and the other thing about Bajan well he took one of his buddies in the offseason with the Bears playbook and he would go out there and call the play. that's how you learn a playbook like it's, it's not rocket science no it, it's not that hard and I, I think like this hype over 
agent. And sorry, this got off on a tangent. Um, but back to Green Bay, they lost. They had more penalty yards in the first half than they did offensive yards, which I don't think has ever been done before in Packer history because they get all the calls all the time. Yeah, I think Jordan Love had, I think he had like eight passing yards at the end of the first half. It was horrendous. Yeah, I mean, the guy is just not that great. And, I, I mean, he's better than me. He's better than you. He's playing in the NFL. But, like, comparatively to NFL quarterbacks, he is probably 31st or 30th as a starting quarterback I in the NFL. I so, yeah. I would put, of course, Bajan Pallone, but Well, Bajan's not a starter. He's a backup who's playing right now. Like, you know, count those guys. I'd put him 30, 31, somewhere in there. Definitely put Jimmy G behind them, as we'll talk about that. Yeah, Jimmy G, later. Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, yeah. Yeah, so maybe 29, 30, somewhere in that range. Yeah, but, of course, we both see hope to see a speedy recovery out of Kirk Cousins. Love watching him as a player. Love his energy. Yes. But hopefully we, he does the same thing Rodgers did and is back pretty quick. Yeah, hopefully. But Tennessee beats, beats uh, Atlanta 28-23 is Will Levis completely balls out in his debut as I think that's going to be Tennessee's new starter. Just scratch Ryan Tannehill. I'm kind of surprised I didn't see him traded after Will Levis balled out 238 yards, four touchdowns, Derrick Henry over 100 rushing yards, DeAndre Hopkins a hat trick and 128 yards. This team looked a lot better as Desmond Ritter ended up getting benched for uh, Taylor Heineke. Uh, I haven't heard that name since probably the COVID year after he made the famous play against Tampa Bay and almost beat him. But that was a really fun game to watch. I'm glad to see Will Levis is living up the hype. I'm glad to see he's doing well. As we're moving on to the next game, as the Saints beat the well, Colts. Well, here, let's stop again. Wow, new starting quarterback I would take. Uh, Will Levis was probably my favorite quarterback coming out of this draft class. Uh, coming out of Kentucky, uh, was a baller in the SEC there for a not known for their football program, Kentucky, reminding me. Of one of my favorites of all time, Jay Cutler, a little bit. Small, like a not-known SEC school for their football program. Comes out as probably the best quarterback in the SEC. I'm sorry I'm not a Bryce Young guy. But I, I'm glad to see him in Tennessee playing the way I think Will Levis will. I think what we'll see out of Will Levis here is he had some turnover problems in college. I think that will continue in the NFL as the teams get better and get a week of film on him now. But... I think Will Levis will be the starter in Tennessee for many years to come. And I think he's kind of uh, Josh Allen-esque. Not yeah. as big of a guy, but kind of relies on the strong arm, athletic guy. Yeah. So I think Will Levis will be successful in Tennessee, especially since they have you know such a great run game. And Mike Vrabel's a good coach and always builds a strong defense there. And I think DeAndre Hopkins is probably happy because when he wanted a trade, he's like, I want to play with one of the – elite quarterbacks in the NFL and ended up playing with Ryan Tannehill. So hopefully Levis could step in, kind of be a stud there in Tennessee. I, I have a soft spot in my heart for, t the, for the Titans as I'm a big bustin' with the boys fans, Will Compton and Taylor Lewan. So I hope Tennessee's back and Will Levis can ride him to victory here. Yeah, I'm liking him as a leader too. He went right into the press conference and he said that it was unacceptable how Malik Willis was getting booed off the field. He thought that was very unprofessional as... As uh, Mike Vrabel, he already went out and said, well, Levis was such a leader that day, and that's really good to see out of a rookie quarterback. Usually sometimes they got the jitters. They're not really wanting to talk that much. They just kind of want to lock in. But I heard he was a leader in the locker room all day, all week. So I'm glad to see that out of him. As the Saints beat the Colts 
Derek Carr, two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, he's getting that yardage back up with 95 yards. And then uh, Shahid had 153 yards at a touchdown, been seeing a lot more out of him as Gardner Minshew, yet again, another loss out of him as they lost Anthony Richardson for the year a couple weeks ago as the Dolphins beat the Patriots 31-17 as Tua throws for 324 yards, three touchdowns. Mostert, 46 yards at a touchdown. Waddle, 121 yards at a touchdown. As Tua has never lost to the New England Patriots when Bill Belichick's a coach. Now, I want to hear your opinion on this because I know you, you kind of think I was overhyping Tua a little bit a couple episodes ago. Kind of want to hear your thought on Tua right now. I mean, it's Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, what was his stat line? I didn't hear you. 324 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Okay. Who'd the touchdowns go to? Waddle, Tyreek, and uh, Cedric Wilson Jr. I don't even know who that is. I don't know who it is either. So here's my thing about Tua Tagovailoa, right? Mike McDaniel right now, besides Kyle Shanahan and uh, Sean McVay, well, maybe he's up, he's up there with them. I mean, they all coach together. Is one of the smartest offensive minds in the National Football League and has the fastest player in the National Football League in Tyree Kill. So I think if you put Tua Tagovailoa in Justin Fields' situation, right, Tua Tagovailoa, we don't talk about him as much. I think he's helped out by the great coaching and the great players he plays with. I mean, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell are probably, if not, the best one-two punch at receiver in the NFL. Oh, I think they are. I mean, I, I like that take a lot on Justin Fields. I mean, just think of any any quarterback. Put him Tyson Bajan. He's got that speed. He's got that route running. Well, Tyson Bajan can't throw a ball that far to be able to use that. Yeah, speed. I know. I saw his, I saw his uh, he had a touchdown wide open in the end zone. Couldn't even get it there. But, I mean, just think of any quarterback in the league that would have Jalen Waddle, who has probably some of the best route running, and Tyreek Hill, of course, who is the fastest wide receiver in the league. I mean, you should be able to do a lot with him. But, I mean, Tua, I just I don't think this Dolphins team is going to get very far in the playoffs. Left-handed quarterbacks are never successful. There, end of story. End of story. I know how you feel about them. But as we are going to move on to the next game, as we witnessed a toilet bowl as we thought we would earlier in the year with the Bears and Broncos, but that turned out being probably one of the best games of the week, the Jets beat the Giants 13-10. to Woo! This isn't the stat line you see every game out of a barn burner. The Giants finished with negative eight total passing yards. Danny Dimes, baby. He got hurt. Uh, they had to bring in another quarterback. I forgot his name. Biggest no-name I've ever heard of. Tommy DeVito. I mean, Danny Dimes didn't even Are you sure he just wasn't a mobster they pulled out of the stands to play Tommy yeah, DeVito? Yeah, but I forgot. Danny Dimes didn't play. He still hit with his neck. Tyrod uh, Taylor played seven, threw for four, seven, eight yards. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Barkley, of course, still putting the team on his back. Glad to see he's healthy. But Zach Wilson, 240 yards and a touchdown. Not the worst. Brees Hall. Didn't have a, as great of a week. It was only 17 years. Is it Brees Hall or Bryce Hall? Brees. Oh, I've been saying it wrong. Yeah, no, it's Brees. But um, as he had the receiving game, though, 76 yards, a touchdown. Garrett Wilson, 100 yards. So that was not the game we wanted to watch. I had to turn that off of NFL Sunday ticket. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna go away from the games real quick. I wish with NFL Sunday ticket, because you could have four games on at once, correct? 
I wish you could choose what four games you wanted to have on. Have on. Yeah. I feel like that would be sick. Every single one had the Cowboys on, and I was furious because that game was already a blowout, and there's already better games on. Yeah, I see. During the noon game, noon slot when the Bears aren't playing, I'm a I'm a red zone guy. You're a red zone kind of guy. No, I, I'm a red. Some red zone here and there. But yeah, you're right. I like I've I've tried the four screen with the red zone, and then like three other games. I wish I could pick my set of what I want. I I think that would be a great addition. I'd pay ten dollars more for that. I would. I would. I mean, actually, let's not give them ideas. I mean, even though even though we're college students, we're still paying over a hundred dollars for NFL Sunday tickets. As others are paying around, like I think it's four hundred. Three three fifty. I think if they want red zone included. Jeez, man, that's nuts. But back to football. Jaguars beat the Steelers twenty to ten. That's looking like Matt Canada's offense right there. As Trevor Lawrence throws for two hundred ninety two yards, a touchdown. Etn had. Had a good game on the ground, 79 yards. He also had a receiving touchdown as Evan Ingram. Best nice fantasy pickup I've ever had. I mean, yeah, Evan Ingram, he's a fan. Of, he's a PPR guy. Oh, I'm talking about Travis. Oh, Trump. even Evan Ingram. I mean, 88 yards, 10 receptions. That's pretty good points. Yeah, man. yeah, that is a great point. Yeah, no, ETN's a big pickup. He's a he's an athletic back. I'm glad to see he's doing well. Uh, I believe he was shook. I believe he was hurt a little bit last year as he was having a couple, dealing with a couple injuries. I'm glad to see he's all healthy. As the Eagles and the Commanders, this was probably one of the best games I watched other than uh, probably the Bang- Bengals and 49ers. That was a good game for a little bit. But the Eagles and Commanders, Eagles win 38-31. As A.J. Brown had two touchdowns, probably one of the best catches I've seen in a while as a third one touchdown. But Sam Howell, 397 yards, four touchdowns. I'm glad to see the Wake Forest kids doing well. Uh, Robinson had 59 yards. But as the Eagles barely squeaked that one out against the Commanders, as the Commanders, they don't have the worst team in the world. I mean, now they're going to be kind of feeling it as they lost both of their edge rushers. I don't know what they were thinking, trading away both. But now they got a lot of good picks. I mean, uh, Sam Howell went to North Carolina. Went to Wake Forest first because I remember the Badgers played him in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. He went to Wake Forest. He committed there because I watched him on uh, QB1 on Netflix. And he committed to Wake Forest, and then he went to North Carolina. Uh, No. Really? Florida State, then North Carolina. You're thinking of Notre Dame's quarterback. Uh, Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman went to Wake Forest. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh, I don't know how I messed that up. Sam Howell was UNC. Yeah, UNC. Sam Hartman was Wake Forest and then transferred to Notre Dame this season. Oh. Yeah. Also huh? played baseball at Wake Forest. Yeah, he did. Sam Hartman was the one on QB1. Sam Howell wasn't on QB1. Got that mixed up a little bit. I mean, they both schools are in North Carolina. So I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll give that to you. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry for messing that up, but I mean, you know, it happens. Or no, no, yeah, Wake Wake Forest is in is it North South Carolina. Yeah. As he's looking that up, we got some breaking yeah, news. Winston Salem, North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, Serger and Garcia are out for Game Three. It's not looking good at all. Garcia has been like probably one of the most exciting players to watch. But anyways, back to football. What we know best. Panthers and Texans in a barn burner between the rookie bowl. 15-13 Panthers win on a game-winning field goal. Bryce Young, 235 yards, a touchdown. Overrated. 46 yards. Thielen, 72 yards. Uh, CJ Stroud, 140 yards. Overrated. Touchdowns. I mean, yeah, that game was not fun to watch. Either. I thought that was probably going to be the game of the week with the rookie bowl, but it just was not. It just was not. It but, just proved that those two quarterbacks aren't that great to me. Yeah. And also, Donnie, can we be honest with ourselves? This year's draft, right, or last year's draft, the Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, say Justin Fields is in the mix. I think Justin Fields is the number one pick over all of them. 
Uh, I mean, he did. He did lead him to a national championship. Yeah, and like, <laughs> remember, like, I don't know. That, that's a hard thing to think about. You're gonna have to give me a little more time to think about that. Well, man. here, we'll we'll have this debate right now because I brought it up. Right, I'm gonna pull this up for you. I don't think that he's beating him out. I just don't think he's beating out a couple of those quarterbacks that well, came out of college. CJ Stroud couldn't beat him out. So, all right, Justin Fields, right, committed to the University of Georgia, right? Right. Who had to transfer out of Georgia because Justin Fields is there? Uh, Tua. No, not not Tua. No, I'm not thinking right now. Who was it, Cole? We're we're getting there because <laughs> there's someone who we all talk about who had to transfer out of Georgia because Justin Fields is there. Uh, 2018 George Bulldogs. Um, let me see their roster here. So, Fields, right? I know it's a big name. I just can't think of it off the top uh, of my head right now. Is it a man named Jalen Hurts? It is a man named Jalen Hurts. Yep. He had transferred to Oklahoma. That's yep. Right. And then, I always forget he was a Georgia Bulldog. Wait, wait. And then let's go to Ohio State in 2019. There, that class was huge. Uh, that had like JT Barrett. Was that the class of like JT Barrett? No, no, no. JT Barrett was well gone by then. Oh, yeah, no. That had Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow transferred out because of because of Justin Fields. Okay, so now uh, here we go. Now we're podcast. talking two guys, right? Who we talk about in the NFL? Not one, two. Who? Yes, who we talk about in the NFL is great quarterbacks. Who had to transfer schools because of Justin Fields. Now, C.J. Stroud sat behind Justin Fields, right? At Ohio State his freshman year. He did. Uh, he's also a freshman. Justin Fields as well, a junior. Uh, with many more with I think he more was experience. A, I think he was a senior. Yeah, exactly. But, again, if C.J. Stroud's better than him, why didn't he beat him out? Why weren't his college stats better? Same offense, same offense coordinator. Arguably, C.J. Stroud had better receivers. Jackson Smith and Joe Boa, Marvin Harrison Jr., Right? Justin Fields only got in Joba's freshman year. So, going off of that, I think Fields would have been the number one pick in last year's draft. I mean, I don't know. I mean, LSU with, with uh, I guess Joe Burrow wasn't the first pick, but I mean. Joe Burrow was the first pick. Yeah, he was. But I, I can't think of when the Bengals were that bad. I don't want to think about when they were that bad, but I mean, I don't know. I think Burrow still gets that first pick, honestly. In that draft, yeah. In that draft, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Also, Johnny Manziel was a first overall pick after one great year hey, of college do not, football. do not hate on Johnny Manziel right now. I will forever I will forever defend him. All right? We're not getting into that right now. I'm not hating on Johnny Manziel. That's good. That's what I like to hear. But I'm just saying, between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, Justin Fields is the best quarterback out of those three. Yeah, all right, we'll let you win that one. But we're going to get back as the Seahawks beat the Browns 24-20 as Jackson Smith, the jog book, gets the game-winning touchdown with like 11 seconds left on an RPO. It's Geno Smith had two touchdowns, two interceptions. K-9. Geno! Geno. They wrote him off, but he did not write back. He is my fantasy quarterback, so. Really? Just, just, yeah, a big your chance. fantasy team's that bad that Geno Smith has to be uh, your quarterback? I'm first in the league. 
All quarterbacks produce about the same amount of points. I don't know about that. Guess who my backup is? Or the guy on my bench? Don't tell me it's Fields. No, it's Sam Hartman. Or, sorry, Sam Howell. Oh, jeez. I mean, that's not horrible. He put up good money. He yeah, I just points. picked him up the week they played against the Bears. So, just saying, my fantasy team's in first place. What's <laughs> yours in, Donnie? Uh, I believe sixth right now, but I put up the second most points in the league. And just like picks, I'm still better than you. All right, dude. K-9, 66 yards, Amari Cooper, 89 receiving yards. As the Ravens beat the Cardinals, 31-24, trust me, it was not this close. It was just a couple of garbage-time touchdowns as Dobbs. In his last game as an Arizona Cardinal, 208 yards, two touchdowns. Gus Edwards, 80 yards, three touchdowns. And McBride, never heard of the guy, but he had a touchdown and 97 receiving yards. As we go on to the Bengals and Niners, as the Bengals win 31-17 against the 49ers, Brock Fraudery. 365 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Mixon, 87 yards and a touchdown. Kittle, 150 receiving yards. I am going to stay on this for a little bit because I believe that Brock Purdy just is not that guy if he does not have a super team around him. I'm going to go back to your little statement. If he puts, if he get, gets put on a team like the Bears, the Broncos, any of those bottom league teams without CMC, Debo, Ayuk, I don't think he's a successful quarterback one bit. Not at all. And... Don't mention, like, Kyle Shanahan's there as their head coach calling plays. So, I mean, you also have a great offensive mind there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Ayuk, McCaffrey, Ray Ray McLeod has some speed. Kittle, I mean, I don't think – I mean, McCaffrey probably averages, uh, I would say, probably 65 receiving yards, maybe 70 per game. I mean, do it as – a touchdown in 17 straight games. It's an NFL record. I mean, if he doesn't have his little check down, he's screwed, as we saw that against the Vikings. But Joe Burrow, three touchdowns, 283 yards, mixing 87 yards, as I already stated, as Jamar Chase had 100 yards in a touchdown. I'm really glad to see him back. Big Jamar Chase guy. I'm glad he's getting the reps he can. I mean, he's been getting all the receptions after he went in that press conference and says he's always open. I guess he was not wrong. As we already talked about the Sunday night game, It'll be all right, Colin. They'll bounce back, hopefully. I, I, I really don't care. I mean, you will once Justin Fields comes back because then they'll win a game and you'll get all hype again. Well, I, I just want them to win enough games that they're not in the Caleb Williams talk. Yeah. Yeah, but as we go to the Monday night game, Lions beat the Raiders 26-14. Jimmy Garoppolo looked horrible. He kind of sold me my parlay for $300 because he didn't pass. Jacoby Myers the ball, but, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, 10 for 21, 126 yards in an interception. I think he had, like, 58 yards at halftime. Josh Jacobs, 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Josh Jacobs also had some receiving yards in there, but then uh, Devontae Adams, one reception for 11 yards. I mean, I get it. He's an ex-packer, but I honestly feel bad for that dude. I mean, one reception for 11 yards. He missed Jimmy Garoppolo, missed I don't know how many passes. Um Hunter Renfro had some receiving yards in there. Jacoby Myers, one reception, 19 yards. That did not look like the Jimmy G we've seen. But the Lions have a nice bounce back as Jared Goff passes for 272 yards and a touchdown. Jamari Gibbs, 152 yards and a touchdown. That was probably the greatest thing that I saw out of that game. I'm so glad to finally see the rookie getting reps as um, as that is a really good thing to see. I'm glad he's finally getting the reps he deserves. St. Brown, 108 yards. Laporta, 57 as that was kind of just not a fun game to watch. I turned it off really quick and started watching hockey. But we are going to go over our picks this week, as I believe we tied, because I did them after the, I did them after the Baltimore and 
Arizona game as I was ten and four and Colin was nine and five. But then I got another win, which I was eleven and four. And then, but then Colin beat me out on the Sunday night game. As Colin, I know there's some UFC this week. You want to talk about that a little bit while I get the picks added up really quick? Yeah, there wasn't UFC this week. Weekend. But weekend. This weekend. I mean, there was a fight night card. No, there wasn't anything last week. There was UFC news as um, uh, John Jones tore his pack in training. There was a video of it, very disgusting. Uh, hopefully a quick, speedy recovery for John Jones' torn pack as he has to pull out of his uh, main event fight against... Uh, why can't I think of his name right now? I wanted to say Jan Blachowicz, but he is now the... Uh, against, sorry, his fight was against Stipe Miotic. So that has been pulled off the card as Tom Aspinall and I who is Aspinall fighting uh, in the co-main. Uh, Sergey Pavlich will fight for an interim heavyweight championship as Alex Perea and Yuri Prohaska will be fighting for the light heavyweight belt now in the main that was originally supposed to be the co-main. Rest of the card stays the same. Sad to see John Jones get hurt. That's it's kind of the John Jones curse, though. He's either suspended or getting arrested or getting hurt and pulling out of big main event fights. As there wasn't UFC this weekend, but there was a former UFC fighter boxing this weekend as Francis Ngannou boxed Tyson Fury. And arguably, arguably, Ngannou should have won the fight. Uh, he kind of dominated the first 10 in the last five. Fury ended up scoring a little bit more, and they gave a few rounds to Fury that I think Ngannou won. So it was a split decision, but the MMA fighter proves he can hang in there with the best boxer in the world. And hopefully, hopefully now in 10 months, 11 months to a year, We'll see maybe fight week in Vegas and next August we'll be seeing Francis Ngannou and John Jones for the heavyweight title over there in the UFC. And Ngannou in his last UFC fight proved he could wrestle. And in this in this fight proved he could box with the best boxer in the world. So Ngannou signed with PFL right now. But Dana White and Endeavor has said they would take Ngannou back in a heartbreak, so in a heartbeat. So hopefully Francis is back to fight John Jones and the fight everyone wants to see in the heavyweight division. Yeah. As um we are gonna get back to football a little bit. I did add up the picks. Colin, we tied this week at twelve and five. Very good week out of you. I really wish I would have taken the Chargers. I really thought Chicago was going to have a good game, but, you know, you can't expect much out of them. I thought the Rams were going to play a lot better. I mean, they didn't look – I mean, I I did not expect that out of Dak. Indy lost a heartbreaker. I should have picked the Broncos, man. I, I know. I told you. Pick the Broncos. But no, I'll pick the Swifty Chiefs. It wasn't – I just want to beat you. So if the Broncos lose, right, and you pick the Broncos, you're double mad. Well, here's the thing. The only time that they've lost this year – uh, I mean, one, sorry, until this day, um, I picked against them. Like, when they beat the Bears, I picked against them. When they beat the Packers, I picked against them. So Maybe you keep picking against That's what I've well, been no, doing. Because with... I just picked them to win, and now they just won. So, I don't know. I think I might pick against the Bears the rest of the year. You should. I mean, it might be tanking season for you guys. Well, is it a tank when you suck? 
Not really. Yeah. But we are going to get into a little bit of college football. Not much, as we just got breaking news out of college football. As Ohio State gets the one seed, Georgia gets the two, Michigan gets the three, and Florida State gets the four in the college football rankings. As Washington finishes at five and Oregon finishes at six, I believe Washington should have had that spot, but we will talk about that a little more next week as we see a little bit more. But Ohio State and Wisconsin, listen, this Wisconsin offense just blows. I mean, we we that defense, you cannot ask for much more out of them. I mean, two interceptions out of their quarterback – Marvin Harrison's just insane. I mean, we lost Braylon Allen the whole second half, but, I mean, there's just no exception out of that. I mean, that, that Wisconsin defense played amazing. Uh, that, I mean, I am just so sick of Locke. I mean, I want to see I want to see Miles Burkett out there. But I, I mean, I can't wait to see Marvin Harrison in a Bears uniform. Yeah, no, that kid is, is insane. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see that kid's playing well. I mean, he deserves it. But Georgia beats up on Florida 43-20. Um, Kansas beats number six, Oklahoma, 38-33, as they pulled the good old Tennessee and took down the field goal post and threw it in the local river. Well, Fisher eating good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in Tennessee, you know who said he did it? What? Peyton Manning said he took down the goal post with Morgan Wallen, so. Yeah. But, um, as Oregon beats up on Utah, that was supposed to be the game of the week. Uh, 35-6, Oregon wins that one. Penn State barely sneaks, sneaks out against Indiana, 33-24. Oregon's, number 11, Oregon State loses to Arizona, 27-24. Always love those kind of games. That was that good old Pac-12 late at night game. That's If you're drinking, if you're of age, you bet the over because they never play defense and never misses. Um, As North Carolina loses again to Georgia Tech, 46-42. Louisville beats up on Duke, 23-0. Air Force stays undefeated. As they win 30-13 as Colorado State, as they got a warning for throwing snowballs on the field. I didn't really like that. I think you let them have fun. I thought it was pretty hilarious. As Colorado's not looking good as they are 1-4 in the Pac-12, they're still in it because their conference, like the Pac-12 is good overall, but then their side of the division is horrible. As USC beat, UCLA beats them 28-16 as they also got jewelry stole, stolen out of there. Hope they get everything back. As um, USC and California. California gives up. 21 in the fourth quarter as they lose 50 to 49. I really thought California was going to pull that out. As JMU, a new ranking ranked team, beats Old Dominion 30 27. As that is really all we are going to have for college football. We'll get a little bit more in once we get into the college football playoffs. But Colin, you want to move on to the NHL? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm just going to talk Red Wings real yeah, quick. Yeah, Red Wings are looking really good. Uh, um, my dad's gone to the game this weekend against. Uh, Boston, but uh, they took down the Islanders last night in OT. But let's just check a little bit more Detroit stats wise. It's it was just National Cat Day as the leading goal scorer for the Wings, Alex DeBrinket, known as the Cat, has nine goals. Uh, Larkins finally passed him in points with 15, Maurice Sider with 10, point a game player right there, Gossespierre with. Nine and Lucas Raymond with eight. Uh, rumor has it Patty Kane will be coming to Detroit as he's good friends with Alex DeBrinket, so that could bolster the wings a little bit. And kind of a team that no one thought was going to be great this year's second in points in the NA or third in points in the NHL this year. And they got Florida and Boston. Hopefully, they can at least beat Boston and you know keep this winning streak alive and keep keep this hot play alive. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I think they're looking really good. They're at the top. I believe they're second in the division, if you correct me. I yeah, they are, but they are third overall in the NHL. It's not a bad thing at all. As we are going to move on to a little bit of Yotes hockey, a little bit of Arizona hockey, as they are fifth in the Central right now at 4-4. Four and four. As, they as they get swept by the Kings, uh, they lost 5-4. That game was hard to watch. They scored four in the first period, and then they just their, their goalie's not looking too good right now. But as their goalie has a bounce-back game against Connor's, me against Cohen's favorite team, as they have Connor Bedard, as they beat up on the Blackhawks last night 8-1, to as Caracone had a hat trick, as that game was a lot of fun to watch. That game was a lot better for me after watching them blow a 4 nothing lead to the Kings. But, yeah, no, I think the Coyotes are looking really good. They're 2-1 at home, 4-4 four four overall. How did you say that guy's name? Who? Caracone? Carcones? Not very good at pronouncing. There's I think a lot it's of hard hockey names. Car Carcone? 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 That looks right. But yeah, yeah no, Carcone hat trick. You love to see it. You don't see much out of them. As, as um, yeah, I think the Yotes are playing a lot better than last year. Uh, they did not have a great start last year. But I think Clayton Keller's looking a lot better. Gustad, he's always been, he's doing really well this year. Schmoltz is doing well. Um, Dumba's staying out of the box a lot more as he had that trouble earlier in the year. But, yeah, no, I'm really excited to keep watch this team keep playing as their upcoming schedule, as they got the Ducks, who they beat earlier in the year, as they see Montreal for the first time, Winnipeg, and Seattle. So we will see how that Donnie, can you name one player on either the Ducks or Montreal, if not both? You don't have to put me on the spot like that. You know I'm new to hockey. Uh, Trevor Zegris for the Ducks. He just got benched. Uh, he's the guy that did the Michigan last year. He's an American guy. And Cole Caulfield. Stevens, I've heard of that. Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Yeah, for I've, Montreal. Heard of, I've heard of that a little uh, bit around here. Yeah, he's yes, he's probably the best player in Montreal right now. Uh, yeah. He's their best goal scorer. So. Yeah, but if we look at some stand-ins just to do a little bit of early year, Boston's up. They are still undefeated 8-8-0. As wait, I believe didn't Boston lose? Yeah, I think they're eight and one. Yeah, they show eight no on um ESPN. Don't believe them. They're terrible at hockey yeah. coverage. The Rangers are seven and two on top of the Metro, as in the Western. Colorado's up. Uh, is there six and two on the year in the Central? As Vegas is, still they have an overtime loss. Yeah, and then uh, as Vegas is also nine and one, as they got an overtime loss too, but they're still on top. So we will see how that plays out. Definitely enjoying watching hockey a lot more. I appreciate that, Colin. Oh, uh, you want to go to MLB, Colin? We'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. We can talk about the World Series. As we got into a little bit of breaking news earlier about the uh, Max Serger and Garcia being out. Game three, it's not looking good. But as the Rangers, they won game one in 11 as Garcia got the walk-off. 6-5, that was a very electric game to watch. As Seager probably had one of the most electric postseason home runs I've ever seen. I mean, I listened to that without crowd audio. And just the swing of the bat, man. That that was just amazing. His face, that ball was smoked. As it was 5-3 going into the ninth, ties it up at 5 as Garcia walks it off. As game two, the Diamondbacks bounce back as they won 9-1 as Kelly dominated for the team. As he pitched seven innings, three hits, nine Ks. Can't ask for more out of him as that Diamondbacks team heated up. But um, as we had a... Game three last night as the Rangers won 3-1. Not a very good, not a very high offensive game as we've seen. But as we have game four tonight, I believe, right? Correct. Yep, game four tonight as the Rangers are up 2-1. to one. 
We're going to get into that more as hopefully the season is over. Not hopefully, but I think, yep, it will be over by then as it ends on Saturday, as that is game seven if necessary. But we will go into the NBA now a little bit. Um, We are going to go to day one. I thought Damian Lillard looked amazing as it was a lot of fun watching him. But he has not performed the best as he's putting up a lot of threes that I personally do not agree with. And to me, it seems like the Bucs are a little tentative to pass him the ball in the little bit I have watched. Yeah. I mean, they beat the Sixers by one, really by four. They just got a last-minute three by Maxi. We're going to get into Maxi a little bit. That dude is so much fun to watch. But as Embiid, four points in the fourth quarter. I'd love to see that as Kelly Oubre off the bench, who 27 points. Did not know that he was a hooper like that. But Giannis, 23 points, 12 boards. Typical double-double out of the guy. But seven turnovers. We got to change that a little bit. A lot of traveling. I think the Bucks got away with a little bit. Uh, they're kind of favoring the travel a little bit this year. Don't really like to see that. I think he called fair. Damian Lillard, 9 out of 20 from the field. 4-12 from 3. 17 out of 17 from the line. 39 points in his debut. It was the highest ever by a Milwaukee Buck. As now they are two and one, as they lost to the Hawks really bad the other night. Uh, that game was hard to watch. One twenty-seven to one ten. Yeah, Dame did not play well. I believe he had four points. I think it was. Yeah, Giannis had Six. twenty-six and eleven. Uh, after that, I mean, Malik not, Beasley had Beasley's eight. Beasley's looking really good. I'm really liking Beasley, but. Yeah, then ECC even got in that game. I know he's got the, but yeah, they bounced back. I mean, Trey Young, twenty points, eleven assists. Not a big Trey Young guy, but as the Bucks bounced back last night and beat the Heat, one twenty-two to one fourteen, as some top scores from that game. Jimmy Butler only held the thirteen points. You love to see that emo boy. Tyler Hero, thirty-five points. Big game out of him. Whitney alum. As Giannis, 33 points out of him. He actually made a three for once. You don't see that often. Dan bounces back with 25 points. Bench is looking really good as they as Bobby Portis had 16. Payne had 11. I love watching Bobby Portis. He's probably one of my favorite bench players. I, I'm really praying for him to maybe win sixth man of the year one year. With his bug eyes. and He's a weird looking dude. His little headband too. Yeah, they play tomorrow against Toronto up in Toronto. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Toronto's not off to the hottest start as they are 1-3. Celtics are looking really good. Not the greatest thing to see as they are undefeated still as Brzingis looks really good on that team. Tatum looks really good on that team. Jalen Brown, 36 points out of him as he had, I believe, like 24 at half. They had to start sitting people because it was like 77 to 40, I think, at halftime. Just an absolute beatdown. Kuzma had 21. Poole only had 11. I mean, I'm enjoying the NBA so far. I think that these teams are really looking good. Um, I'm excited to watch the Clippers with Harden now as the Lakers are also starting out 2-0. Nuggets defending champions 4-0. It looks like Jokic isn't even trying in some of those <laughs> games. And he's still putting up triple doubles, 27 points, 10 boards, 11 assists. I generally think that he just goes into halftime. He he sees how his horse is doing. He's like, all right, I'll go play another half, I guess. Yeah, he still just put up insane numbers. He looks like he doesn't care to be put. Like, basketball is oh, just like his hobby. He's probably the funniest guy I've ever met. They're like, yeah, you had a day off, a couple days off in between the seasons. Did you do anything funny? He's like, no. I watched Pokemon for five hours. He is the funniest dude ever. I would love to sit down and just have dinner with that guy. He is he is one special character. I, I love to watch him. 
we had this conversation briefly um, last week or two weeks ago, but I'll bring it up now. Top three NBA players of all time, in your opinion. I have mine, but I want to hear yours first. MJ. MJ's number one. I don't care what anyone else says. Oh, boy. Put Le- Gonna put LeBron at the two. And, oh, my gosh. I can never fill this third spot, Colin. It's it's a spot where you can go probably one of, like, four guys. Honestly, I kind of want to put Kareem there. That would be my thing. That's my three that's, in yeah, orders. That's my three. Jordan, LeBron, uh, Some Kareem. Some Kobe at the three. I don't think. I don't think. I, I mean, Kobe is great. Fun guy to watch. R.I.P. Um, but I also don't think, like, without MJ, there's no Kobe. I think, uh, yeah. So we agree there. Uh, I'm glad we agree on uh, that. Um, MJ will always be number one. I mean, I don't think he's. I I want to see. I want to see LeBron play a flu game and see what happens. I mean, yeah. I mean, his dad dies. Dude wins the finals. I mean, you're takes two years off to for a gambling suspension to play baseball. Comes back and falls out. Still the best player. In the I don't game. care if people say that Rodman and Pippen carried him. Look at all the super teams LeBron has gone to. Anthony Davis, he won a final with. Kyrie, he won a final with. J.R. Smith was still pretty damn good. Uh, he won one with, I believe, Ray Allen was still on that team. Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, exactly. That Ray Allen, Mario, Ch- they want to hit that throw. Throw Mario Chalmers up in there. That dude was the Birdman. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how many super teams can you give him? I mean, yeah. I'm not a big LeBron guy. I mean, I respect his game, but I don't think he'll ever be. Shaq? Is Shaq up there? I mean, he's so dominant. I would not put I would put Shaq in my top ten, but not top five. Oh, I think he's top five you for sure. You think he's top five? You think barbecue chicken hits top five? I, I'm saying Shaq before he became, like, a personality. Like, yeah. Shaq to me is almost like Snoop Dogg, right? Like, <laughs> Snoop Dogg's first two albums were great. And overweight. <laughs> but, like, Dog. now Snoop Dogg's more of just, like, a personality. Kind of what Shaq's become. Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> you want to see a funnier barbecue chicken commercial? Watch Daniel Cormier talk about it. And then go watch... There's a press conference before a UFC event where it's Derek Lewis and Daniel Cormier. And Derek Lewis might be the funniest guy in the UFC right now. Yeah. And he's like, the way Daniel Cormier disrespected that barbecue <laughs> chicken, man. I, like, I, go I, follow him on social media. He's hilarious. One thing I will put Shaq in top three of is one of the funniest NBA players ever. I think he is probably the funniest. That one, I think he was an alley-oop to Kobe. He's, like, freaking out and everything. He does all those funny commercials. I think I I personally love Shaq. I'm glad he's on the TNT crew. I always enjoy watching that. But we are gonna get to a couple games tonight as the Knicks play the Cavs. Big big fan of the Cavs. They haven't had the greatest start. As Wimbignano plays again tonight, as he plays the Suns. I believe Devin Booker is back tonight. As the Magic play the Clippers, as we will not see James Harden yet, as he still needs a lot to learn. But me and Colin have been talking about this maybe in the future episodes. We'll see if you guys want it. But we are thinking of doing a little bit of maybe trivia. We may go back into, like, top players in the sports we watch as we are thinking about doing that. But something's going to have to fill our base our baseballs. Uh, something's going to have to fill that. The baseball between. slot, right? Yeah, someone's going to something's gonna have to fill once we have February and we don't have any football until September. Yeah. So 
Give us some ideas. We might talk some music. I don't know. I we'll, don't know. We'll talk about something. We'll, we, we'll we truly something do enjoy in. doing this every Tuesday. As I believe that wraps everything up. We appreciate you guys yet again for listening in. You can catch us on Twitter. You can catch me on Twitter as I'm reposting a lot more about Denver sports overall at Gilmore Donnie. Uh, at CullenKing07 on Twitter, CKing05 on Instagram, um, Cellular on Twitter and Instagram. Um, thank you for listening. We hope you have a good rest of the week. week. Listen next week. Bear down. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let me call. Give you my blood alcohol. I'll rob with all the burnouts in the cell. Change my faith, I'll kiss the best Wait, I swear she'll call me back Son, why do you do this to yourself?